quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. Today we're going to talk about having empathy with our children and listening to their big feelings. Pretty much the opposite of what I think a lot of us were raised to do. We're kind of taught to ignore them because we were ignored. Make them stop. <laughs> yes. it's. I'm a very highly anxious person. So hearing my kids cry or feel any upset, I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to end it like immediately. Like, yeah. which is how I parented Caleb when he was little. I would distract him from everything any crying. I was like, nope, we cannot have this. Even when he was a baby, I would just like give him the boob constantly. Like, don't cry. There's no reason to cry. Like, you know, it's hard Um, for us to see our kids be upset too. Yeah, it really is. I don't, I never want them to be upset, but it's just like us when we are upset about something, you need to like vent or cry it out or whatever, or it like keeps building all day long, which took a really long time for me to fully comprehend. (laughs) Everyone, you're not, you're not alone. For Jonah, he'll like even go two hours sometime and I'm like, now I'm able to hold strong. But before I would be like, this isn't working. This isn't right. There's no way he could have this many feelings, but we call them icky feelings. And the boys now will tell me if they have icky feelings. (laughs) Pia says that too. She's like, I don't like my icky feelings. I know. Maybe it's you that taught me that. Did you? The icky feelings? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) That's what we call them. (laughs) Yeah, so we just listen. I never shut down tantrums anymore. Um, And that used to be my go-to is just get it over with as soon as possible. But tantrums is where all the healing comes from and gets them back on track. It restores all their brain function so they can have good judgment again. And then at the end, they feel more connected to you because you didn't abandon them when they like needed somebody to cry to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. I think that is the crux of it is that they need somewhere safe to have their feelings. And life for children is often hard and upsetting. And we might we might not think that it's upsetting, but all kinds of little things happen to them, like a, a fight with a sibling or separation from a parent or a struggle at school or a social upset, trouble sleeping. All those things for them are very stressful. And when stressful things happen, sometimes they respond to it. And sometimes they just push it inside and it kind of stays in there. And so then later when something doesn't go their way or they're feeling triggered, all of that emotion starts to come out. And what is confusing, I think, for people, what was really um, confusing for me is that I would serve the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I served all the time. But of course, this one day, it's not right. Mm-hmm. And the peanut butter and jelly sand- sandwich ends up thrown across the kitchen and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, is it me? Is it the sandwich? This is disrespectful. You can't act this way. But my child was just responding to deeper hurts that kind of get stored in their psyche. So all these little hurts get stored in their psyche. And then finally, the straw that breaks the camel's back is something completely unrelated. 
And so we, as you know, logical adults have a hard time tracking that and understanding why the sandwich doesn't work today when it worked yesterday. And we get really confused. Um, and I think the, the idea is that we just have to empathize with the feelings no matter what they are. Even if they're about something that we don't really agree with, quote unquote, or understand, quote unquote, but that we understand our child is having an upset. And so we can come to that upset with empathy. And when we can do that, we become the safe place. And that safe place builds in connection because we're saying, I'll be with you while you're having a hard time. And I think that's what we all want, right? When we're when we're having a hard time, we just want someone to come next to us and say, I'm here. I see you. I understand you're having a hard time and not talk us out of our feelings. Once we learn this from you, it's helped Dan and I with our marriage because he is a fixer and he cannot sit and listen to with our kids he can listen all day but with me he can't sit there and just like let me lash out he has to fix it yeah so with like the sandwich you know he would be like let me cut it into a different shape right you know and it's like no 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 we're not fixing this it's not even about the sandwich (laughs) that's exactly right it's not about the sandwich and so when we that's another really good point is that when we we try to reason those feelings away. We try to say, oh, 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 okay, you don't want peanut butter and jelly. Okay, I'll give you turkey. Or, okay, okay, well, you know, you had peanut butter and jelly yesterday and it was just fine. And we try to reason the feelings away, reason the, you know, the upset away. Then we're telling our child in that moment, you don't have a right to be upset. Right. Because if you would just think about it in my adult terms, then you'd feel better. So we're trying to make them feel better where all they want to do is just have their feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the rub between parents and kids. It's like we want to fix it and make it all better. And they just want us to sit with them in their misery. (laughs) It's so hard to do. It's It's so hard. Really hard, especially when a kid's saying, go away. Yeah. That's a big one. A lot of people do not understand that one. I didn't understand that one. But when I was learning all of this and someone said to me, oh, no, when they say go away, they don't mean it. You should just stay there. And I kept thinking, that's kind of cruel. Like Mm -hmm. they're asking me to leave. I should respect that. But the nuance in that is they're asking you to leave because when you are present, it heightens their emotion because they think, oh, here's this kind, loving person. Now I'm really going to let loose. It's like, like when you're holding it in, like when something really bad happens and you hold it in and then someone hugs you and you're like, ah! <laughs> you just fully lose it. Like when somebody yeah. is kind, you know, when somebody, especially like somebody you really care about, like your best friend or your yeah. mom or whatever it is. And those feelings shut off as soon as that person starts to problem solve with you mm-hmm. instead of just saying, OK, I'm going to be here in your sadness with you. And that's another part of it is that it's cleansing. So in these moments when our child is having a huge feelings and a big tantrum, they're not thinking well. And again, we go back to the brain science. So the prefrontal cortex has become disengaged And our child is running off their limbic system completely in their feelings with no good judgment or worse yet, they're in fight, flight or freeze in a place where they probably can't even hear or think or understand anything that's going on. So the best we can do is quietly listen 
to those big feelings until they feel that connection with us and until they can get through and process those emotions and get them out of their psyche. And part of the crying and the tantruming is just extracting it from their psyche, really. And when we're there and we're present and we're supportive and we have empathy, now we've created the connection piece. And I think that's super important because when I work with couples or people or individuals or parents in the very beginning of our courses, people will say, well, I'm really connected to my kids. I spend all kinds of time with them. I play with them. I'm a home. I'm a stay at home mom or I'm a stay at home dad or, or I spend every afternoon and that's all well and good. But this is really what builds in deep connection. This is when you you look in the eyes of your kid at the end of a tantrum and they're like, mommy, I love you. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. And they really feel like, oh my gosh, we went, we went to Warren back, you know, <laughs> like I went all the way to the depths of my soul and I came back and you stayed with me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And they really feel that way. And so you feel like endeared to them and they feel endeared to you and you see them for who they truly are in those moments. And that builds in deep, meaningful connection. Mm -hmm. I think when you said the quiet, that was the hardest for me to sit there and not say something all the time, you know, but you taught me a couple, you say like, I'm sorry, it's so hard right now. I'll be here while it's hard, stuff like that. Like just little things to say, but never like a fixing thing. Yeah. And we're going to attach a PDF that has a lot of good things you can say during these times and things you might want to avoid. But I really, my go-to one is I will never leave you when you're upset. Mommy will always be here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I feel like, okay, now I've, where do we want our kids to go when they make a mistake or aren't upset when they're 16? I want them to come to me. Mm -hmm. And if I've created this space for the last 10 years, then I'm surely going to get it when they're having a hard time at 16 and they have nowhere else to go. We don't want them going to their friends. We want them coming to us. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's the other big part is that you're creating a safe place for your child to have their big feelings and be upset. So the other really hard part is being resourced enough Mm -hmm. to do this. And this is not easy work. And so I say to parents, like, if you're not resourced enough to listen to your child's feelings, it's better just to say, I'm so sorry, honey, I can't listen to your feelings right now, but I will. But find a time when you can and make sure you're well rested and you've eaten and you're ready to like sit in their room for, and it could be like Gemma said, two hours. I mean, I've sat through an hour tantrum for sure. I haven't done it in a long time because they're more connected now and they're more, you know, they process their feelings a bit better, but, um, it can be a long haul sometimes where you're like, when is this going to end? Especially with the littler people that can't like fully communicate, you know, cause Caleb can kind of tell me like he'll freak out. And then when he's done freaking out, he'll say, this is what was bothering me. Yeah. And then we'll figure out what to do. But Jonah like has no, he, I mean, I'm sure he knows in his head, but he can't fully communicate that with me. So his like, he had like a two week stretch where he was just freaking out about everything. Like everything was wrong, but I couldn't get the tantrum out of him. And then that was the two hour one when it finally came out. It was so long, but yeah, sometimes they store up, they store it up for too long. 
This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. My book, Unpunished, is finally here. It is my journey into connected parenting, the idea of perfection and how it nearly took me down as a mom. I give you my best thinking around how to be a connected parent and the insights that I've discovered over the last 12 years of this incredible journey. I'm giving my book away for free, plus shipping and handling. So go to unpunished.com and get yours today. We're shipping domestically and we're also shipping internationally. Um, P.S. me yesterday, Bing was on her computer. Mm -hmm. It it was like, you know, got on there and she couldn't get it off. And and then I came in and she's like, why are you sitting so close to me? Mm-hmm. And I looked at her like, uh oh, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, and then she's like, "Gosh, can you back up? Your breath is so bad." Oh my god, thirteen-year-old <laughs> tantrum. Your breath is bad. You know, it's all she's my fault. Get you where it hurts. Ew. What about your? What are you wearing? Like, oh, okay. no. oh my god. And I just sat there and I took it and she kept going and then she looked at me. She's like, "I'm sorry, Bing's on my computer and I can't get it off." <laughs> I thought, "Okay, let's research." I already did. I said, "Okay." And then she just cried a little and then she's like, "I'm getting it off. I'm gonna, I'm determined." And I said, "Okay." And then she got Bing off her computer, but it's it's that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. they can't regulate. We can't self-regulate. I really, I mean, I still struggle with this. <laughs> I have days where I'm just like snapping at everyone. And then I'm like, what is wrong with me? I just need to like cry for a minute or something. Yeah. Self-care. I think that's another big thing. And I'm sure we'll have an episode on it, but it's mm-hmm. all about taking care of ourselves because that is really taking care of our kids and our family. Um, because if we're not thinking well either, if we can't keep our prefrontal cortex engaged, there's no way our family can function well. And I know a lot of people will say, well, I'm stressed and I work and I, this and I, that, and I get that. I so do, but we have to make ourselves a priority so that we can be the best parents that we can be. Mm-hmm. And if that means taking more time away from your kids, but the time you do spend with them is more connected. Great. Mm-hmm. We've got to keep ourselves self-regulated prefrontal cortex engaged so that we can remain calm and come with empathy and say, I'm right here. I'm not going to leave you while you're upset. I know you're having big feelings. Those big feelings are okay. And the other thing is I will love you in your deepest, darkest hour. That's unconditional love. Mm -hmm. So if we can say, I'm going to love you right through this and show them, then that is super powerful for them. Mm -hmm. For me, like even the way that they tantrum, it changes. If instead of being irritated by it, if I sit there and I'm like, I'm here, then 
their tantrum becomes less like clawing at me and more just like crying and yeah, you know, like laying it on me because they know I can take it. And I've had a few clients say, I can't do this. You know, this is too hard. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, I sat there and I was like, I'm here for you. I understand. <laughs> but <laughs> say, okay, because if nobody was empathic with us, how do we even know what that looks like mm-hmm. or feels like if we've never felt empathy in like that deep way, which I never felt it. And so I had a really hard time giving it because I didn't know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. I know what fixing looked like. And so you really have to find that muscle and figure out how you're going to use it to really show them that you care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that's why we push feelings away is because we were kind of taught like, don't have these feelings, shove them inside, like act yeah, normal now or normal. And they will come out in some other weird, creepy way. Yeah. Blowing <laughs> up at the person you're driving next to or, you know, <laughs> exactly. Controlling the dog or who yeah. knows what it is. Yeah. Caleb went through a really bad, he had a girl throw up in front of him at school. And so he went through a bad month of like, we didn't actually know that it happened for a while. And so he was like acting out, tantruming all the time, like everything was wrong. And then when we finally realized like the trigger was that girl throwing up and he'd never thrown up. So it was so traumatizing for him. It took a long time. Like we just like put everything on hold and we were like, we're just, he's going to tantrum for the next month. Like we're just going to let it all come out. And good. he never went back to school. I mean, we went with him, we tried, but it was very traumatizing. And the only way for him to process it was through tears like over yeah. and over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good example of things are stressful for kids. Mm-hmm. We might not think watching a kid throw up is stressful because we're adults, but a kid seeing that's really hard. Mm-hmm. And so we can't underestimate that life is stressful for our little ones. Mm-hmm. It's hard. School's really hard too. I think any type of interacting with other kids usually has some type of effect on my kids after the fact, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, there's it's other personalities they have to navigate. Mm-hmm. They don't know how because they're so inexperienced and immature. Mm-hmm. So they're figuring it out all the time. And so that's the other thing, too, is they're overworking their systems all the time, just trying to, like, maintain, 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 maintain. And then they get with us and they're like, oh, yeah, I can have my tantrum, you know. Mm-hmm. We took our kids to Legoland. They were, Caleb calls it plane two, plane four. They weren't two and a half or four and a half. They were just two and four, like brand newly and so plain I think they were too young but we took them and they tantrumed the entire time but then told us how much fun they had and we were like what (laughs) you had fun like that was torture (laughs) but it it was just a lot they were just overstimulated it was a ton and like they had to cry every day to continue having fun it's healthy to cry it really is and I think that's the other thing like we need to think of tantrums as good And society tells us tantruming is bad. Having big feelings is bad. You know, like embarrassed of it. If your kids like it's some, it's a reflection of you if your kids tantruming in the store. Yeah, and it's not. We have to rebrand the idea of tantrums that they're okay. Having your big feelings is okay, and I'll be right here with you. Yeah, we push for them. Yeah, that's smart. Good. Okay, I think we, I think we got it all covered. Yeah, I had that quote. Um, Oh, yeah. I'll just read the end. It was from a 
research study says having a close connected relationship with a caring adult, an adult who listens to the child's feeling is the single strongest indicator that an adolescent will reach adulthood without experiencing teen pregnancy or violence, without becoming addicted to drugs or alcohol and without dropping out of high school. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it really is huge. And so if we can build in connection by listening to feelings and being empathic around it, we create that super protective power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all and need that. So try it for our grandkids too. Yeah, right? exactly. So you're creating a legacy of listening to feelings and then we can change the whole world. Gemma. I know we can. <laughs> Peace and love. No, that's right. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. So we're so, attaching a worksheet on here, right? Yes, we're going to attach a PDF that will give you um, some ideas about things you can say during these upsets and things you want to stay away from. And then just kind of an overview about what having empathy looks like with your kids. And just keep in mind, too, um, we're looking for questions. So if you have a parenting question, please send it our way and like us and subscribe to us. And if you're looking for a coach, a helper, somebody who you want to work with to get you set on this path of a new positive way of parenting, contact me. And I love working with people one-on-one and in groups and all kinds of settings. And it's all kind of on zoom mostly these days so you can find me at peaceandparentingla.com i think the one-on-one i think this is helpful like talking about the tools but being able to tell your own stories and the listening at the end when you get to talk about your own feelings is so helpful yeah i like that part too we we should have an episode on that too yes yeah okay okay we'll we'll see you next time okay Thanks. thanks michelle